Welcome to Pushing Forward with Alicia, a podcast that gives disability a voice. Each week, we will explore topics like confidence, ambition, resilience, and finding success against all odds. We are creating a collective community that believes that all things are possible for all people. Open hearts, clear paths, let's go. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. This is Alicia, and we are so excited to be advancing the conversation and disability inclusion. We have the most amazing guest today. Her name is Danny Isay. She is a digital marketing professional uniquely positioned in the ever-growing disability consumer marketplace. I love that. So needed. She is the founder of Access Social, which we're definitely going to dive into. Her mission is to help companies meet the third largest market segment in the U.S. Living with a disability herself, uh, she has immersed herself in the world of grassroots advocacy. She is a multinational wheelchair user. I love that. You're going to have to explain that and define it because this is a new term for me and I'm all about it. She's a mother of twin girls and she resides outside of DC area. So Danny, thank you so much. I'm so happy to see you. This is amazing. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Paint us a little beautiful picture of who you are, if that's possible. Yeah, sure. So my name is uh, Daniela Isay. A lot of people see the last name they think Izzy, but it's actually Isay. Um, And, you know, I go um, affectionately by the name Danny. And um, I I say that I'm multinational because I'm Italian-American. My mother is um, first generation. She's an immigrant from Italy. And I grew up spending a lot of time overseas. So I'm a dual citizen. And I really do feel that this kind of shaped me um, in my youth and kind of contributed to who I am today. And of course, I have a disability as well. I'm a full-time wheelchair user. I acquired my disability in 2009. Um, I had a spinal cord injury and I am a quadriplegic. And as you said, I have kids. I have toddlers, uh, three nagers, as I call them. I watched your document documentary last night and every listener that is out there, we're going to give you the information in the end, how to find it. But um, this is a beautifully well done documentary called Danny's Twins. She co-produced and starred in this documentary. It's spearheading this impact campaign that amplifies the issues faced by disabled parents. Why did you, why did you dive into this? I had so many people kind of approaching me when I came out with the fact that I was pregnant. I actually had a um, casting agent. They found me in a a support group on Facebook. um, And I had made an introduction in this private support group saying, um, you know, that I was pregnant and that I had a disability, that I was quadriplegic. So if there was anybody in the group that could relate, let's be in touch. And I guess there was a casting agent in there for this reality TV show about um, kind of unusual, unique pregnancies. And um, that was the first time somebody approached me and... Um, I had a call with her and I, it was a great opportunity. They were going to, they would have paid me a decent sum of money to be involved. 
Um, and then I took a look at the contract and it terrified me. They would have had complete ownership over my story and exclusive rights to my story. And of course, I didn't know how my pregnancy would turn out, you know, so this could potentially be a really kind of precarious situation to put myself in. And of course, a pregnancy journey is extremely personal and intimate. Um, and so I was just like, you know what? No way. <laughs> Plus the fact that you take the disability card and you don't know what people are going to do with it. You mm -hmm. don't know how they're going to portray the disability, what kind of lens they're going to put on it. And honestly, um, with what we see out there, I, I, <laughs> I wasn't so sure that they'd be able to portray my disability in a respectful, accurate way because I don't see great representation out there. It's getting better, but historically it's been pretty bad. So I turned that down. But then a month or two later, a very close friend of mine, at this point I was in my second tri trimester, close friend of mine who's a um, documentary filmmaker approached me. He saw my, also I think it was my Facebook pregnancy announcement post or whatever. And uh, he said, I want to make a film about you. Do you want to talk about it? And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk to him and see what he has to say because of all of his documentaries are beautiful and they're really focused on social impact, which I love. So I was like, if I am involved with something like this, I want it to mean something to my community. What did you see? being a mother who was pregnant with twins, who was really like, you were really vulnerable and so authentic in this film. And were you mm. like that? No. Or because <laughs> I like, no, I don't like to show vulnerability. And I, I had a big life lesson doing this film because I was, I had to be, there was no way around it. I, I was vulnerable. That was just it. And the camera was on, the cameras were rolling and I'm glad I was because that was powerful. I think, I think some of my discomfort with the vulnerability almost came through as well and made it even more powerful because I really was, that was just so authentic. Like I was, as I was making this film, I was dealing with those emotions of like, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can have this camera on my face right now for this, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that made it relatable for people. But um, and yeah, I never imagined I would have had twins of all things that came out of nowhere. So that made it even more wild. That that does make it wild. And that journey of just even what you were going through physically to you know your blood pressure like elevating and then going low, and you just like managing your health in all of it was it's it was just absolutely um it's just brilliant how much you you shared to be honest with you it really was this is something that you and I talked about when we first met at a disability leadership conference you were one of the my favorite people that I met we connected immediately you had said a couple things to me and it's in the movie as well where you talked about how um it's this whole, it's not popular. It's not popular in our culture to think that people with disabilities can be parents. And right. you've had people approach you with some pretty unbelievable comments. Yeah. You know, the, um, 
I, I think there's some pretty deep-seated um, ableism, which you talk a lot about, Alicia. So maybe you can give, I don't know if you want to give a definition of that, but there's some deep-seated ableism that people harbor, especially when it comes around disabled parents. I really do think that a lot of individuals, whether they want to admit it or not, have a knee-jerk reaction where they see our children and they feel sorry for them because they they think what they're seeing is a parent who is not competent and who cannot give the child what they could give, what they think they could give the child, right? So they just see our limitations and they see those limitations being imposed about, upon our children. And this has generated a lot of hate and trolling online. When I came public with my pregnancy, I w- people would make comments like, um, it's so selfish of this woman to become a mother. How can she be a mother when she can't even take care of herself? The burden will fall on her husband's shoulders. That was my favorite one. Jeez. <laughs> she shouldn't be having these children. She needs to end this. How do parents with disabilities change this narrative? Like, what's the work? There's some great organizations out there, Disabled Parenting Project, and they're affiliated with Brandeis, and they've got um, attorneys who specialize in upholding the rights of parents with disabilities. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, yeah, because it turns out that there's several states in this country where parents with disabilities don't have equal custody rights and can be discriminated against purely on the basis of disability. What are you doing in your space with your grassroots advocacy? Yeah, grassroots perspective for me is all about, with all the work I do, it's all about per- personal relationships with people on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So um, the connections that I make with individuals, not governments, not corporations, like people, everyday people. So that's what most that's kind of what drives me with my grassroots work and in terms of what that has looked like the past three years since I did the film it's been well a lot of it was virtual because of the pandemic but a lot of kind of talks and podcasts like this and um, interviews and things like that that I would um, be involved in on a personal level Um, I also founded a group it's a Facebook support group called um, Quad Squad for Mm -hmm. women living with quadriplegia, um, mothers or not. Um, And um, I think there's about 500 people in there. So again, it's creating these networks where we can exchange information, empower each other by sharing our stories and our you know, personal lives with each other, having a safe space to do that. Um, and then in terms of um, my local work with the community, um, I'm not doing anything specific to parenting right now, but what I do is um, in, in the numerous places where I've lived, I've always gone and found sort of the um, city council and see if they have uh, commission on disability, right? And sometimes they'll call it different things, but um, usually it's something like that. And I get involved with them. And um, 
just get to know the people in the area, get to know the other advocates who are um, doing things for local community and just get involved. That's what I enjoy doing. You're listening to Pushing Forward with Alicia and we will be right back. If you're an employer looking to motivate and inspire your team through the power of diversity and inclusion and learn more about disability inclusion in the workplace and how to include disability into your DEI efforts, please check out my keynote speech offerings on aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A Anderson with an O.com. Click on speaking. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. This is Alicia, and we are so excited to be advancing the conversation and disability inclusion. We have the most amazing guest today. Her name is Danny Isay. I do think that that's where the real impact is, is getting into the community into where you can kind of make some real change in in some of the policies and things like that. That's awesome. Well, right here in my, you know, tiny rural community in Virginia, um, you know, we're working on a DEIA commission, um, and it includes people with disabilities from the community. And one of the things that we're working on is um, helping small businesses in this community learn about what inclusion, diversity and inclusion actually means, and accessibility, of course, though. We connected on this when we met was you and I both took the leap from corporate positions and started businesses. And can we talk a little bit about your company that you've recently launched called Access Social? So it's basically disability inclusive social media marketing. Um, What does that mean? It means that any marketing I create for clients on social media is accessible, not only in the way that it's being accessed and used, but the messaging, the messaging is really important. So not just, and not just accessible messaging, messaging that fits with where we are in this cultural moment as a community, as communities with disabilities, right? So my goal is to fuel my business with people with disabilities, creatives and marketers who get it who get it, who know how to talk to the other individuals in this community. So Danny, some of your business model talks about helping your clients kind of bridge that gap of um, return on investment on a market that isn't tapped into, which is one in four people that have a disability in our, in our country and over a billion people in the world. So this exposure, this inclusivity in marketing helps bridge that gap. Yes, exactly. So this market represents $490 billion in total disposable income. Okay. I think it's Nielsen Foundation, Um, but you you might want to fact check that. I'm not, I I don't have it in front of me, but um, it's not just about the money, right? It's not just about, um, making a business deal and making more sales. But it's also the fact that people with disabilities, we wanna, we wanna be we wanna be catered to. We wanna be seen. We want there's things that we need to buy too, you know? Um, whether it's 
something that is meant to help us with our disabilities, like a new wheelchair um, or other assistive device, or maybe it's just clothing, right? Yeah, and sure. it's maybe it's just clothing that we want that we think will work for our unique body types or shapes or um, we also want to see ourselves represented in ads and marketing. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And I think very, you know, some companies are starting to do that, but um, the momentum is building and I hope that we're going to see more and more of it. Well, and I think the work with your company is very strategic and very much needed to really educate clients and guide them on how to do this properly, because there is a, there's a real mishit right now, even though it's becoming a little bit more, I would assume that like all of this work that you're doing from being a mother to grassroots to, um, your business now where you're amplifying the possibilities is going to have that impact of peeling away, eliminating those outdated theories about who we are and what we can do. Yeah, I think an element of it is kind of mainstreaming disability, right? Yeah. And I know I've, I've used the word normalizing, which I know is kind of a prob- problematic term because um, there is no normal, you know, what's normal. But um, it's it's really just about putting ourselves out there and being accepted as we are. I think brands traditionally have been kind of intimidated by us, right? And we, that's where Access Social kind of steps in. We say, we'll take the wheel, we'll help you with this huge demographic. Yeah, right, wrong, or indifferent, it allows brands to start to get comfortable with things that they've traditionally been completely uncomfortable with for way, way too long at this point. So I think you're doing really good work I can't wait to see where your business goes. I think you're hitting like just a beautiful sweet spot. Like it's really good. So congratulations on being bold to take the leap and be a female disabled entrepreneur. Yes. Welcome to the club. (laughs) I love this club. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, Okay. Did we miss anything? Because I'm going to ask about a mantra or something to inspire our listeners with a pushing forward moment. But did we miss anything that we needed to talk about that we want to share with the audience? No, I think we hit on some really great things today. Pushing forward mantra. I've got a good one. Okay, good. Let's give it to us. You told me before, you know, how do you how do you do these sort of bold things? Like, what was it? Something you had seen in the film where I uh, told my husband, well, he wasn't my husband point. We were, at that point. We were on a first. Okay, wait, you got to tell the whole story. Oh, I love right. this. Okay. You, well, you tell it. Okay. So this is one of my favorite moments in the documentary. It was right when you and your husband started, you went on your very first date, you met online or on an app, went on a date. And um, to clarify for the listeners, this was post-injury. So you were in a wheelchair user at that point. You go on this date, you have amazing, you had ice cream and whiskey, love it. And <laughs> you give a hug or something, walk away. And then you you were bold. You texted him and said, come back 
and let's give me a kiss. And he walked back, Jolie walked back, he gave you a kiss. And then he said he was hooked from that point on. It was such a beautiful moment. I think I do a lot of things like that where, you know, I'm actually a pretty kind of more of an introvert and uh, a reserved person. But um, I've gotten to the point where I just do these things where I'm like, you know what? I've got to give it a shot. I have to get this try. So I might be afraid. I might be afraid of rejection. Oh my gosh, I was rejected a lot while I was dating. Um, But you know what? Those people aren't for me. And I'm glad because I am where I'm supposed to be now. Close your eyes and just take the leap dive in. You never know where it's going to take you. Danny, you're so amazing. You're such a beautiful person and mother and wife and all of it. I'm so glad that our life paths have crossed. Thank you so much for sharing. Please share with our audience how to find you, follow you, watch your documentary and find your business, all of it. Yes, sure. So the business is Access Social. It's going to be access-social.com. Um, I'm primarily on LinkedIn these days under Danny Ize, D-A-N-I, and then I-Z-Z-I-E. Um, I'm taking a little break from Instagram, but once I'm back, it's going to be Danny Ize, D-A-N-I-I-Z-Z-I-E. That's where you can find me. Come find me. I love talking to people and meeting new people. Thank you so much for everybody who chose to spend a little time with myself and Danny today. This has been Pushing Forward with Alicia, and that is how we roll on this podcast. If you're an employer looking to motivate and inspire your team through the power of diversity and inclusion and learn more about disability inclusion in the workplace and how to include disability into your DEI efforts, please check out my keynote speech offerings on aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A Anderson with an O dot com. Click on speaking.